Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, is shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. This is the Community Pub, and we are very excited, very thankful, grateful, looking forward to a good discussion with Roy Obi. Going into the professional market with their dual action polisher, first one to step in. And uh, you can find them on most platforms at Ryobi Tools USA. It's where I connected on Instagram. But the best way to get in touch, if you all want to interact with Ryobi, go to their Facebook page, Ryobi Tools USA. And you can talk directly with their social media team, interact with them and find out more information about their dual action polisher. I know in the previous episode that we were all chopping it up, you said that you'll start to put out some uh, how-to videos and some different things. Will that be on the Facebook page or where will they find these how-to videos? Well, first I need to get it cleared with the team that they are going to do a how-to video on that. But um, I know I put you right on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, well, we do put out how-to videos. You usually find those um, on YouTube. We house most of those on our YouTube channel. And then um, depending on the need for it, sometimes those are shared um, on stories or on Facebook or Instagram, but you'll typically find any type of tutorial video on our YouTube channel. And then you'll find more exciting product feature benefit videos that are hosted on our Facebook and on our Instagram page as well. Great. All right. Yeah. So I am journeying through seltzers and I'm continuing uh, my journey in the pub. I have moved to the Boulevard Quirk. Now, this is something I got this because my sister drinks this nonstop. Uh, bull, I don't know if we'd be able to read because of the way that goes, but Boulevard Quirk. Uh, it's a fruity, it's a, it's a fun little seltzer. Uh, Keith, I know you said you'll drink seltzers every once in a while. Have you tried the Boulevard Quirk? No, man. I just go to Publix and I get whatever they have there. Um, <laughs> I don't think they have the Boulevard, but I'll, I'll, I'll take a look out for it. But Publix oh, gets you, man. They, they give you some, but they take some. So they have an in cap of seltzers, but so they have a big selection, but none of them are in the fridge. So you kind of got to make the, you got to decide what trade-off you're looking for there. It, it was a big deal here in the Midwest, especially in Oklahoma, about four years ago or so. They were able to, our grocery stores, we don't have Publix here, but it was the first time they were able to sell cold in refrigerator places, you know, like in refrigerators, cold beer that was above 3.2%. Um, and so was able to find this. Uh, you can find this at a gas station now. You can find it at uh, grocery yeah. stores. But Boulevard up in Kansas City is popular through the Midwest. Do you guys find it over there in South Carolina? Is Boulevard a, a regular? I mean, Boulevard I, Wheat Ale is a very popular one. I've seen some of them. I can't remember which ones, but the name's not unfamiliar to me. The can looks familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's super easy to drink. It's a 4.2% says made with milk, real fruit juice. And you can taste like, I, I can taste some fruitiness to it, which is good. We, we had on the Sonic. Have you tried Keith? Have you tried the Sonic? Uh, 
the Sonic Seltzer. Don't waste your time if you haven't, I, man. I about gagged. Um, <laughs> no, I have not. I, I was going to be embarrassed to say no, but no, I'm glad I haven't now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, normally, you know, I, I listen, we give honest, open feedback. Uh, it, I, I, don't, I, I was super excited about the Sonic Seltzer, but it was it was horrible, right? Because Sonic's known for such flavors and such great flavors through their drinks. But yeah, I, I wouldn't waste your time. Oh, sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So on the pub, if you guys will just speak up just a hair while you're talking um but introduce yourselves real quick and we'll go through you know at least nick and then keith you know introduce yourself who are you what's your role with ryobi sure hi guys my name is elise driscoll i've worked with ryobi for the past six years now and i'm currently in the public relations role so i do public relations for all of our products ranging from our um transportation maintenance tools to our outdoor products you name it anything ryobi yeah, I'm, I'm Nick Schmidt. I've been with Ryobi for about three years now, um, and I am a product manager overseeing the development and uh, the uh, life cycles of all of our automotive tools. I'm Keith. I'm a product manager. Nick is actually my manager. Um, <laughs> I'm over the uh, buffing and polishing, but he actually has a lot more experience than me in this uh, field. So I've, I've only been doing the polishing and stuff since probably the beginning of this year. I've been with the company for a couple of years, so um, I know about our products. I don't have quite as much experience as I'd like to at this point, and um, I'm drinking water tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're on. You, we talked about this. You guys are, uh, you know, on corporate time, not allowed to to be drinking. But in the last episode that we did with Nick, kind of introducing and kind of giving our direct feedback, uh, I know we bounced around what you guys like to drink, but. Reshare, uh, Elise, what is, what's sort of a go-to, I know gluten-free, do you drink it all or is it just straight vodka all the time? That would be (laughs) happy with that. No, I'm not that, not that incredible. Uh, usually stick with a cider or some wine, big wine girl. Oh, what's your favorite wine? My favorite wine right now is a new one I just discovered. It's from Barcelona, not Barcelona, Argentina, and it's Malbec. I can't think of the name. It starts with a P, but I just had it in a restaurant down here. If you're ever in Greenville, it's a restaurant called, um, blanking on the name there too. It's my favorite. You set yourself up. All the recommendations. The one right under um, the rooftop bar. It starts with a P as well, I think. That little tapas place that just opened. I don't know the name of that. Killing me. I'll get it. I'll get it. So do you like tapas? I find it to be kind of irritating that they're so small. You know, um, I'm really with you on that. But these are just so good. They're so good. They have um, a really good steak with chimichurri dish that I just live and die for. Oh, God, it's good. All right. Uh, is it always Ma- is Malbec or Maybach? Or it, like, I, I always forget Malbec. Yeah. In uh, it's the restaurant. I, I used to drink some like what are the, the kind of like white fruity wines and stuff like that, but I've gotten more into uh, you know just a good I don't know a good table red sometimes as long as it's not too uh, dry, which usually seems to be the problem. I would try Melbeck if I were you. I don't like dry or the acidic finish at all, and they're really really smooth. I'd try them. That might be your jam. <laughs> okay, Nick, what about you? Are you a are you a drinker at all? I am. Uh, I am. I, I told you this earlier. I like IPAs. Uh, my favorite is 
a local brewery from where I am from in Athens, Georgia called Creature Comforts and it's their Tropicalia. So if you get a chance to try that, I highly recommend it. <laughs> All right. So is it a citrus type IPA or a straight like IPA that's like got that bitterness to it that you're going? Oh. It's a citrus. <laughs> so it's, it's good for the hot weather. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. That's, I, that's become my favorite. Uh, I, I couldn't drink IPAs early on years and years ago, but as they've come out with the, uh, the different new hops, citra hops, Medel, I think one's like a Medela hop or something, or like a, it's a couple different names. I'm like you, Elise. I, I blank on names too. So, uh, but there's a couple of those citra hops Derek, Do you remember some of those names? What are some of those new, uh, hops that they've come out with the IPAs? Do you, uh, there's something like the mosaic hops. Mosaic. Um, there it is. Yeah. And uh, I've seen a couple other ones too, but I know Mosaic's the one I see on some of the double IPAs. Yeah, good call. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the help. I was I was out on that one. Oh, no problem. I one of them I think it was like called Centennial to something. There's a couple different hops yeah, that they annual. seem to. Centennial. Is that one too? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, a lot of a lot of those um, fruity hops start with like the S sound, so like Citra, Centennial, Simcoe, stuff like that. Wow. Uh, Keith, have you brewed? Have you gotten into brewing uh, some of those type of beers or what? Yeah, so I actually used to work at a homebrew shop. Um, so oh. I we sold a lot of a lot of hops and yeast and all that kind of stuff. I was better at selling it than making it, though, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so we said a second ago, Cody just kind of hopped into the brewing beer. Uh, how long have you done it? What's been some of your favorites? What have you done? Uh, to Cody or me? No, that oh, was me. to you, Keith. Uh, um, the the best one I ever did was like a pumpkin stout for like a Halloween Thanksgiving. Um, it's just really hard to mess those up. Um, so I I do kind of prefer the darker beers, but also only like drinking those when it's cold. So you know, in South Carolina, not a whole lot of opportunity for the porters and stouts. Did you dump? Do you dump uh, cans of of pumpkin into it, or how did you do it? That one, I, th- I think it was just pumpkin flavoring. So it, it was easier, man. I'd, I'd messed up a lot of stuff with trying to double hop it or dry hop it. And then um, it got clumpy and I had to throw it out. So I figured I'd just go with the flavoring on that one. Okay. Yeah. I haven't gotten into doubles or anything like that, but I'd, I love pumpkin. That's I shared the story recently in an episode that was sort of my entry back into beer. I took some time off, but when it came to craft breweries, the very first uh, craft beer that I tried was up in Seattle and um, it was a pumpkin ale. So then I always will try and brew when I was brewing I, and hopefully I can get back into it because uh, I enjoyed it. Right. It's fun to do. Um, and, and I would dump cans of pumpkin into my fermenter and uh, I got a lot of great flavor on that. So Cody, if you get into that fall beer, you know, making a pumpkin ale is good and mixing either if it's an IPA or, or a stout. Yeah. I mean, a pumpkin stouts are very delicious too, with a little chocolate. Oh, sounds good now. Well, hey, you might want to make it now. So it's ready then. Man. Yeah. You're my language. I'm New England girl and fall is our time. I'm just, I feel it in my bones. The leaves are supposed to be turning. I'm supposed to be in sweaters. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's check around real quick into the community and then we'll come back and, and we'll talk about your tools. And especially, um, you know, we, we ended on the last episode, but we talked a second ago with Brandon about that blower. And I think that's why I really want to go at the first part, because I think that's 
that's a good entry into the Ryobi uh, into the Ryobi brand, and then be able to use that battery for the other applications. It, it makes it very unique. Uh, Brandon from Shawshank, you drinking tonight? Uh, no, I actually had uh, some crazy stuff happen to me after drinking a little too much for my birthday celebration. So <laughs> I, I'm not drinking tonight. Um, Everything okay? I'm better now, but my heart was literally skipping beats. I was an AFib and it, it was some pretty scary stuff. So no booze tonight for me. Oh, well, happy belated <laughs> birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Celebrate now. Hopefully it's better. <laughs> yeah. We sang happy birthday last week and you got so excited, just went out and tore it up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it was it's something that rarely happens, and unfortunately it happened to me. <laughs> hey, that's all good. I think we've all had a few of those nights, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I had one with Gil actually before, maybe even multiple ones. Yeah, probably multiple. Yeah. <laughs> Are you drinking tonight, Gil? Uh, yeah, man. I actually had a customer uh, brought me a couple cases of German beer, so I'm going through. I got the. Uh, now I'm going to mess it up. It's probably not in German, but Hacker, Pest something, Oktoberfest. Uh, so let's see. Can y'all see it? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So that's, um, that's one that I'm starting with. I got like three other cases to go through. Let's see which one I enjoy the most. <laughs> All tonight. Let's do it. That's the- <laughs> Yeah, I think because I because I'm Mexican, he probably I could pay him with beer. I said no, no, I take credit card and checks too, so we can do that. <laughs> but I enjoyed the beer. Yeah, Gil, I I still have one, right? I've been holding on to it. One of the Adventure Brewing's pale ales. Oh, uh, Gil's got the best setup. His shop is right next to a microbrewery, like in the mm-hmm. exact same center. He's ten feet away from their front door, so. Uh, we were out there doing some of our certified trainings and then we recorded an episode inside their brewery and, uh, enjoyed quite a few beers. It was cool to get to meet the the owner and then talk about the, the setup that they have there. Um, it, yeah. it was a cool opportunity. Yeah. It was badass. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, Cody, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, you're on mute. Founders all day IPA. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, it's a great, great, mild, uh, all-day IPA. Yeah. Uh, I also, in the episode we just recorded, uh, I was drinking the uh, Founders Unraveled IPA. And that's sort of their Citra version, I guess, of their all-day IPA or whatever. It's just their Citra version of an IPA. I'm not sure that I've had that. I think I may have, uh, but they also have a, I think it's the Centennial or Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like the upgraded all day IPA, higher alcohol content. That's really good. Yeah. I, you know, this was, this was okay. Right. Like I could have used some more, some more citrusy type hops. I could have used a little bit more of a haziness to it. Uh, they call it a juicy IPA, but I didn't really taste a whole lot of juiciness to it. I, it was, it was smooth though. It wasn't bitter, which was good. I, I can't do bitterness. Well, if you want juicy, try the Founders uh, Moon Rambler IPA. It's kind of, I've only seen it a couple of places. It's very good, very fruity, um, not too crazy on the bitter hops. So that was one of my favorites that I had from them. Cool. All right. Hey, Dave, I know you're you're not drinking tonight, but how's everything going with you, man? 
Got the shades on, ready to go. Oh, there he goes. Ah, I'm muted. I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm doing my regular, uh, my crystal light iced tea with lemon. But now, now I've been working real hard out in this 100 degree heat. And I'm done for the rest of the week. I'm glad to be done. <laughs> How are you guys making out? Uh, we're we're also in that hundred degree heat. We're in the yeah. upper nineties here, man. So I I feel you. It's it's warm. Uh, I have finally though got as we moved in the new facility. I have finally gotten my wash bay cleared out so that I can at least be inside the AC, which is super nice. Uh, and so the videos that I did for you know Ryobi when they sent me the tools, uh, I was able to do it inside the AC. Which man, that there's a big difference inside the AC. Yeah, no doubt. I was lucky enough to work in the AC today. Wow. Gotta hook you guys up with our clan fans. <laughs> <laughs> the fan, I saw that. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Man, these were like something for this. Cult classic on social media when they came out. It was wild. <laughs> uh, tell us about those real quick. Yeah, so we launched these clan fans just four months ago, I think. Four months ago, and they took social media by storm, but it clamps right onto a table, a grill, baby carriage. My best friends just had a baby, and they clamp this right on. It pivots, so you can pivot side to side and up and down. It runs off the OnePlus battery. It's got multiple settings, low and then a little higher speed, and they're fantastic, and people just love them. They're everywhere, but, I mean, they sold out, and then we had to rush and get more in stock, and they have just been cruising off the shelves. So huge fan favorite. Yeah, I can see why. If it could clip on different places, it's, that's a great idea. Great innovative tool right there. Uh, yeah. Julian, I saw you're sipping on something. What are you drinking tonight? It is called the Headlands Brewing Co. Bonita Pilsner. I'm not sure. All right. Do you generally like Pilsners? You know, this is my first time drinking one of these Pilsners before. Uh, I usually drink IPAs, but... It's not bad. It's got a nice little aftertaste to it. Yeah. Pilsner's definitely easy uh, summer drinking beer, you know, real nice and smooth. Now, you know, most of them don't have a whole lot to me than what I've tasted. I haven't had a whole lot of flavor, but super easy to drink, right? Like, especially if it's warm out. Right. I just busted this one out from the fridge and basically just went at it. Yeah. How's the week been? Busy. It's been good. I uh, just had an interviewee for a new uh, employee. Uh, I've been getting some more part-time employees in for uh, the business, but we've been working like six days a week since June. We've been booked out. Nice, man. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Derek, what are you sipping on tonight? Uh, I have a, it's a 21st anniversary from 21st Amendment Brewing Company. It's their West Coast Indian Pale Ale. They only make it once a year. It's like a one-off, and the store had it near me. Um it's pretty good. Uh, this one's got. Um, I just looked it up earlier. Hold on. You'd you'd probably like it, Marty. It's a little juicier than the other one you had, but uh, I don't know if I can get it again. But it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, Nick, we Darius one that has sent me beers, and uh, uh, Brandon actually also you sent a beer too. Uh, so it it does happen. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it you you got to go through the UPS and like make sure they don't know what's in it because. You get denied real quick. 
Oh, yeah. Like, luckily, I had one of your boxes. So I just kind of said, oh, yeah, I'm shipping some product back. And the guy's like, oh, Total Solutions? I'm like, yeah, it's a detail company. And they're like, oh, okay. And I put a mad pat, like, paper around everything, and he got it in a couple of days. It worked out. Uh, all right. So not Ryobi Nick, but Ryobi Nick, let me introduce you to Cooking with Nick. This Ooh. is our uh, cooking specialist. He's always got yeah, he's always got incredible food that he makes. So we got to check in and see what uh, what cooking with Nick is making tonight. So tonight is basically cook anything I have with no money. So I found fish <laughs> in the freezer, and I found some risotto in the pantry. And we're gonna find we're gonna figure out a way to to combine the two. So we're gonna make some risotto um, according to whatever is on the back of it. I've never made risotto before, so we're gonna see how that goes, and then. I got some barramundi fish thawing right now. We'll put that on the skillet and make a sauce for it and combine the two and we'll go from there. I'm sure it'll turn out great. What kind of fish did you say? Barramundi. It's it's something from Costco, but it's it's good stuff, man. Barramundi. <laughs> never heard of it. I love fish, but I've never heard of it. Go that. get some. It's fire. Yeah. You should try it. How do you like to cook your fish? What do you mean? Like style? What method? flavors honestly i'll just throw honestly well in a skillet mainly i haven't figured out how to grill it and not screw it up 100 percent yet um honestly just in a skillet you know basic sauteed and i'll throw uh, i'll throw a sauce over it like after i take the fish out you know i'll throw in some white wine to deglaze it and make a sauce out of that and then put that on top of the fish and and so on and so forth yeah, uh, I love using, and I got some when I was over in your neck of the woods. Uh, uh, anywhere that I'm, and definitely whenever I go to Florida, I always like to find blackened, different blackening seasonings. And in Tennessee, Ooh. when I was there, it was a really, and I've enjoyed it so far, a really good blackening seasoning. I love to make blackened fish. That's that's my favorite. That's a good idea. I should try that. Yeah. All right. The the man, the legend, the one that set all this up, uh, Brandon from Tim's Mobile Detail, man. Thanks for hopping on. Um, walk us through. How would you get connected with Ryobi? I think a lot of people will be interested to know that, you know, a detailer can begin to work with a company to help give them feedback. So how, how did that get started? What's your involvement been with them? Um, you know, they reached out to me about uh, testing some products and, you know, seeing how it worked out in the field and, you know, they, uh, they came on site and, you know, while I was polishing a car and brought, you know, their polisher and a few other products and, um, uh, we just tested them out while I was polishing on a car and, um, uh, you know, right there in, in the driveway. And, you know, then I got my hands on, on I like the polisher so much. I, I had to have one too. So, you know, I've, I've been using this thing a good bit ever since, you know, I, I tried, tried it out. Do you know how they found you? I'm assuming a Google search, maybe. I don't know, really, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting. It Anybody from Wyoming know how you found Brandon from Tim's? Yeah, it was us. Um, it was Google. <laughs> we told um, you we'd have to kill you. <laughs> also, also that. <laughs> also that. But yeah, Google, simple Google search, local businesses, reaching out. A lot of um, word of mouth, too. I know my, my family's in the trades and every now and then I'll reach out to my brother who builds houses on Lake Winnipesaukee, New Hampshire. My uncle does um, refrigerator repairs for Hussman around the New Hampshire area. And he's using a lot of um, uh, 
really just tools on refrigerators and plumbing tools every now and then. So we'll send some prototypes up their way too. So there's a whole whole bunch of ways we find people. Yeah. So we have to we have to work with local people because sometimes we're using, you know, we're taking prototypes that we can't send to someone. You know, we have to make sure that we uh, you know, that's our property. We take it back with us. Um, so that's why, you know, we reached out to Brandon because, you know, he's local. So we need that input. We also try to, once we get to the point when we can, you know, send some of our test builds out to people around the country, especially in detailing, you know, if you're in the, the Northwest versus Florida versus Arizona, um, you're going to be looking for very different things out of your tools. Um, and so it's important for us to get you know, the local perspective, but then also the national perspective as well. Cool. All right. Well, let's dive into those tools. I know Brandon from Shawshank, you mentioned um, that you use that blower. Uh, what is it that you found, you know, unique? Why do you like using the blower? Being mobile, it's uh, compact, which was awesome. It's easy to put. I, I have actually this big uh, plastic bin with, I use lots of Ryobi tools for the business and they're all in there with all the batteries and it fits in there nice. I can take it out. I spray the wheels real quick, dry real quick, throw it back in. It's very light um, and it doesn't take a lot of power. So the batteries last quite a long time. Why'd you go with Ryobi? Uh, I've been using Ryobi for a while. I love the interchangeable batteries. Um, I think I was telling you last week, I even powered my kids' power wheels cars with Ryobi batteries. So um, I love that I could just buy one set of batteries and use them on anything. Yeah. Um, and they're my favorite color. So that's pretty <laughs> neat <nice> too. <laughs> and and yeah, I shared the story, you know, with them previously. I mean, that's that's what our lawnmower, I, I found them just by doing research when I was trying to get away from gas-powered lawnmowers. Um, my Honda lasted like 15 years, but eventually I had a crack in the, uh, gas tank and I just kept smelling gas all the time. And when I took it to a lawnmower repair, they were like, yeah, that's, listen, you're going to spend. And I'm like, really for a gas tank? Like, it was like, okay, well, they kind of deemed it as don't worry about fixing it. So I was on the hunt to replace. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of constantly going to the gas station to get gas. How do I make this simpler for me? And, um, you know, that's that's what I did a bunch of research and then pulled the plug on Ryobi using the uh, the, the lawnmower and then moved over to getting the uh, weed eater and uh, using the weed eater. And listen, the weed eater had plenty of power, plenty of move around my whole entire yard on one battery. The lawnmower, uh, if you get into some wet or some heavy grass, it, it does not, it doesn't stand up very long. So what have you found with the blower? How long does it last? Do you get to use it through the whole day? You know, I, I know we'll get into the polisher. That's going to be a common concern for people is how long does a battery last? What do you find with the blower uh, using it in the detailing world? How long does that battery last? What's, what's the, the application like? I at least use it on two different cars a day. Um, it, it lasts throughout the day typically, but you gotta get the upgraded battery, the one that comes with it, that thin little battery, it doesn't work for what we're doing. Um, but you get like a four hour, all hour battery, that's perfect. Um, it's gonna last for a few applications. Actually all the tools, the only thing that I've seen that eats through batteries pretty quickly is the vacuum. Um, so you gotta buy like really 
large batteries for that one, but everything else has worked great. Julian, did you raised your hand. Do you use uh, Ryobi? I have quite a few Ryobi tools. I got some impact uh, uh, impacts. Uh, I have their vacuum, the one he was speaking about, but I don't have that blower. That's something I'm interested in getting, but I can agree with him 100%. That vacuum, that little tiny vacuum, that sucks up well, but eats through batteries like nothing. How long does it last? You know, if you're going to be using one application, you can go through it quite a bit. I mean, I'd say you can go through two coupes, uh, two small coupes. But if you're going through, you know, a few sedans, you're going to be needing multiple batteries as far as vacuuming goes. Uh, Elise, Nick, key thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are definitely going to be some tools out there, vacuums included, that are what we call higher amp draw tools. So just like you were saying about uh, needing a bigger battery pack, that's exactly what we'd recommend. Maybe a couple of them if you're using it, you know, professionally on a, on a couple cars. Um, but, you know, we are always trying to use technology to give you longer runtime and that performance that you're looking for. So um, as we, you know, before this, we talked about our development process and we're always launching new products, always researching how to make them better. So, um, yeah. And, and one thing that you guys kind of hit on is you do have to, you know, marry the right battery to the right tool for the right purpose. Um, and so, um, Marty, I know we were talking in the, in the last episode about amp hours and voltage and stuff like that. Um, is it okay if I go through all that again? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, let's go back over so everybody else can rehear it. Definitely, please. Cool. So um, we, the OnePlus system is an 18-volt system, and that is how much power you're pulling from the battery. Um, for example, like Marty's lawnmower is a 40-volt, so that's a different battery platform. Um, all of the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt batteries work on all of our 18 volt tools. So the, the vacuum and the drill and the impact and the detailers and everything, they're all working together. But your vacuum, like you said, you're gonna get shorter runtime on that versus a drill. And so the voltage is how much power you can get. The amp hours are the size of your fuel tank is how I would think of it. And so your, your lower um, your lower capacity amp hours are going to be like one and a half, two amp hours, and those are going to be more compact. Um, your medium size are going to be like the four amp hour that Brandon, uh, you said that you're using. Um, and then we have the largest packs that are nine amp hour. So what does that all mean? It basically means that if you have like our tripod light over here, that's going to be stationary and you want it to be on for a long time weight is not going to be a factor because you're going to put it in and it's going to sit there and you're not going to carry it. So a nine amp hour battery would work really well for something like that versus um, our detail polisher is a much more compact tool and you're going to want to be more mobile with it and you're going to want to get into tight places. And so that nine amp hour battery, if it's, I don't know the weight, but let's just say five pounds and this tool is not five pounds, you're doubling the weight of that tool. So it doesn't make sense. So you would want to use a smaller battery pack with this, and you are going to have to change it out more often than the biggest battery pack, but you're going to get the best experience with that tool, and it's going to have enough power to do the job. Let's talk about that light for a second. Um, walk us through it. What is it? You know, how, how do we use it? All that good stuff. You said the light? Yes, please. Yeah, so we... Uh, We'll bring this up here too. So this is our tripod light. It launched a little while ago. Um, it's a, you know, I, I don't know exactly how many lumens it is, um, but it's extendable. 
Um, it has three different grades of extension. Uh, it's something that you're going to get great runtime out of because it's an efficient light and in, in that it's LEDs. Um, but you know, it folds up. It's easy to transport. It's it's compact for what it is and offers really superior lighting. So we brought this over here to show to you guys because we saw it fitting really well into um, our platform for uh, mobile detailers, things like that. I gave an example of you know if you're working in a dark parking garage, you go you go to a site. Uh, this is going to give you light to see the job that you're working on. So uh, it's something that Riemi brings to the table in that breadth of line. You know, we have over 225 tools on OnePlus and lights are included. And the reason that we brought this light in particular um, onto the show is because the product manager over lighting said that that tripod light, what you can do is you can actually turn it around. You can stick the pole kind of down on the ground and you can angle that top light up. And so if you're working underneath cars, you can have this tripod light and you can have that light on the ground shining up underneath your car. So if you need light under your car for some reason, which I know we'd never do, um, you can use this um, as a great solution to get light. Well, well, if we're trying to correct a car, that's a small, lower car. I mean, and, and if we don't have a, you know, a lift, we yeah. got to get that light down and we've got to be down there too. So I could see that being applicable. Brandon from Shawshank, you had a question. Yeah, that was one thing I was about to mention that that light does it, but I've used a four amp hour on that light and did a whole paint correction. I use that light all the time. It's perfect for paint corrections. Uh, whether you're in a dark, you know, at least I like to be in a dark space when I'm working paint corrections. So yeah. I put the light right on it. But the one you don't see in their picture, there's also this little shop light about this big that's even brighter than that one. And the cool part of that one, you can angle that too, but it's got two little hooks that go right on a, a garage um, sliding door metal casing. It will hook right there in someone's garage while you're working on their car and you can angle it down and put it on the hood or everywhere, anywhere you need it. It's really cool. We're constantly expanding that lighting is one of those expansion categories that we spoke to on the previous episode. So, I mean, these automotive tools that you see here and then lighting, they're great entry points into the OnePlus system. And Nick mentioned there's over 225 solutions available when you have a OnePlus battery. And something else about this light too is it's hybrid. So if you were in a shop where there is an electrical outlet and you don't have your battery on you, you can easily use an extension cord and plug this in and use it with um, just an extension cord, or if you're on the go and you're about to head out to a parking garage or somewhere that's dimly lit, you plug in that battery and you can power it that way as well. Cool. All right, Brandon from Tim's, let's get into the dual action polisher that they brought out for you to sample. Walk us through your feedback. You know, let's, let's dive into a couple different things. First of all, we we're talking about the battery. How the battery go for you on the dual action? Uh, once I upgraded my battery, it's actually lasted a long while. So, um, you know, I probably half a car or so and then switched batteries. And I say generally, generally what I've been doing, but I bought the, the two 18 volt, the big ones. And I mean, it's, it's, it made a big difference because I got the only thing I had was a little small battery of my own. So I bought the, those two and it really, really helped my, you know, get coverage getting around the car. Brandon, um, when you say the big one, do you know what amp hour that is? Uh, it is just a four all hours. Yep. Yeah. 
That's one of our foreign power batteries. That's the one that comes with it in the kit. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought some more to go with that and it really, you know, helped me getting around the car. Uh, do you remember what you spent per battery? What is that? I was like 90 bucks for two, I think something like that. I could be a hundred, some, I'm going to say like hundred dollars, I believe. And, then again, and yeah. Realby, how long should we expect those to, is that they last a year? They last five years. How long do those batteries, will they last us if we're going to spend basically 50 bucks a battery? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on how often you use it. If you're a DIY homeowner, a battery can last you, you know, five to 10 years. If you're using it every day and beating the heck out of it, it might last you less. But um, we've got a three-year warranty on these. So for sure, it should last you that long. And if not, you can just reach out to us and we can back that and cover that for you. But um, you're typically going to get a lot longer than that, as long as you take care of your batteries. And in the manuals, we have a lot of recommendations on you know, keeping them in a controlled environment. If you live in Florida or you live way up north where it's really, really cold and you're storing them outside, it's not the best for lithium cells. So trying to keep them in a, a garage or even in an uh, enclosed environment that's not subject to the extreme weather will definitely go a long way. And as far as battery care goes, the worst things for batteries are extreme temperatures and moisture. So keep them away from, keep them away from wet, keep them away from really hot. Um, I don't keep lithium batteries in my car anymore. If I'm going to be parking it, you know, outside in the sun in South Carolina, it just gets too hot. So proper battery care goes a long way there as well. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know heat um, affected it. Um, what would, the, the question I've always had with batteries, right, just because I think as battery technology continues to grow, the early technology, you couldn't leave it on the charge for X hours afterwards right like uh is that still a thing or is that changed with your batteries can you just plug them in and let them charge for days or are they supposed to be taken off after so many hours uh will they eventually degrade themselves down how does that go we've made the chargers smarter but um you know we can't you know we still recommend that once your battery is charged you take it off um but if you leave it on the charger you shouldn't have any problems but again, that's just kind of proper battery care. I don't know if yeah. you guys have anything to add. Yeah, we have a lot of people that prefer to take them off just because that's what they're used to. But these batteries don't have memory like your old cell phones would, where, you know, if you kept on the charger forever, they remembered that they never actually got the full life cycle out of it. And these batteries don't have that in them. And they're a lot smarter. So people do leave them on the charger. Personally, I take mine off just because... I I'm just weird like that. And it's, it's an OCD thing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's, we recommend really, it's the temperature. That's the main thing that affects the batteries, keeping them out in your shed in the dead of winter, all winter long over years will eventually not be great for your batteries. All right. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see who's using battery tools now, right? Like, like I said, I mean, that technology continues to, it started off so archaic um, and has incredibly increased. And you mentioned the the one plus, right, is sort of your newest style, and it's where everything interjects and goes together. Uh, Alex, uh, curious uh, with you, mobile and working with boats and cars, have you gotten into using battery tools, especially as a mobile, or are you still going with a generator or you know tying into the customer with you know cords? 
So I, I, um, I, I typically use power, like my generator or, or the, the client's power. Um, I have like, I have the, the Rufez hybrid nano and I, I love, I love the, the fact that if I'm doing something small real quick, I can use the battery, but I also like the fact that I can, I can plug it in. Um, but I was actually thinking today about getting a, buying a DA uh, that's battery powered. Cause sometimes like, like my first client this morning was um, just, just needed her bumper polish. She had some paint transfer from her gutter or something. Um, and it was kind of a hassle to have to get out cords and all that. I would have rather just grabbed the machine and been done in, you know, a couple minutes um, for boats. Boats are tough because gel coats really tough. Um, again, something like, like the flex PXE 80, that size is, is really nice for getting around, um, around the helm, around controls and all that. Uh, but besides that, I don't think there would really be a place for, for battery on, on boats. Brandon from Tim's, I know you, um, as you've used the tool, where have you found, I know you said it, you love to grab it for headlights, you know, where have you found the application for using the DA uh, as a battery? Um, yeah, for headlights, it's great. And even that little three-inch tool they have is great for headlights. Um, it's kind of started being my, you know, keep it in the truck, uh, polisher. Cause you know, you always get to a job and customers like, Hey, I got this scratch. I, you know, can you get that out? And it's so nice to just be able to like grab that out and, you know, hit that real quick and, uh, you know, not have to plug anything up. And, you know, it's, uh, I've used it a lot for you know, like all in one, you know, kind of cleaner wax to go around a car, machine polish some on. It's really helpful for that. Um, what it, uh, what kind of setting do you go on? As I was testing it, uh, I was doing more of, you know, just a good polish, getting the, the webbing out of the Jeep. And uh, I used our HyperClean finishing pad uh, with a polish. And, um, I, you know, I, I had great results. I still had about half my battery left going over that, uh, over my hood. Well, where have you found some, some app, you know, like uh, it, you mentioned scratches though. Like, have you found that the motor itself does good enough on removing scratches or what's your feedback on the motor? Yeah, no, I think the motor has plenty of power. Um, you know, kind of depending on, I guess, if you got a deep scratch or something kind of superficial, you're trying to, you know, get out real quick, kind of depends, but I think it has plenty of, plenty of power, you know, you keep it around. I think it's, goes what 5800 6800 and it's even got 7800 on top of that so you keep it around 5868 it's plenty of power yeah i'll let you throw on mute you got somebody you got somebody trying to interject in um (laughs) wanted to share his his views of the uh of the tool uh definitely get him up in the lap and give him some loving is that the one that was throwing up last week oh no yeah, that was the one that was uh, – he had to hop off last week, and he was like, hey, man, I had a sick kid. Uh, it was interesting. I, I talked to a couple of different detailers throughout the week. Uh, I know Jonah at uh, Detailpreneurs, he had a sick kid with the bug. So it seems like there's some uh, stomach bug that is going around. Yeah. I want to hop over to Gil. Gil, have you found uh, uh, battery operations available? You know, is that practical in the shop setting, or is that you think maybe just more of a mobile setting? Uh, I don't think it'll go both ways, uh, but at my shop, we're doing, what, three, three to four paint corrections a week, so we need to get down there, and I can 3401, flex 3401's ready to go. Uh, I do have the uh, the, um, the hybrid, the, 
the nano. Uh, and we use it every once in a while, man. But uh, uh, you know, pops nothing but girls, right? So, so they always try to show how how bad they are for the different for once. But I think uh, uh, having a good uh, battery power tool will be good on the spot type things instead of having a lot of cord and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, pop like mine, like uh, we need to get down. Whatever tool we is going to go to work right away. Not second guessing the, the speed, the power, the torque. Uh, torque is a big thing that we're doing. Um, my uh, lower torque might work well with softer paint, but man, we just we need to go to work. And especially with our set, you, you met the girls, they're all kind of petite detailers, right? So uh, being able to put a little pressure on them, that's different from when I'm putting pressure on them. We definitely some, need something that's going to be able to bite down for my shop. Uh, so that they could get to work, get those uh, cars paint corrected, lost more yeah. fat. You mentioned the Flex, the 3401 direct drive near right. Like you press down on that, it does mm -hmm. not stop. You know, a, a difference for a dual action polisher is they're free spinning. And generally, when you do push down on them, you'll get, and I've, you know, I've said this story, I did it in a video, I said it in the last episode, I'll say it again. Like, I've, you know, there's, there's been polishers that I've used $600 polishers that I wanted to throw against the wall because as I went around a curvature, they would bog themselves down to where they wouldn't even rotate. What I found to be really cool about the Ryobi power inside that motor is when I would crank, you know, if you're at that lower speed, it, it'll bog it's, you know, but that's just common with any DA. But when I cranked it up and I went to that full speed, I pressed down pretty good and it never stopped. You know, uh -huh. you could hear the motor go back and forth, right? You could hear it ramp up when I let go and you could hear it lower itself down when I was pushing, but it never fully stopped itself out. So to me, that showed a, a really good promise for mm -hmm. the motor, you know, that, that it would do it. it how, how have you found dual actions for that? So uh, pretty good, but uh, man, we got so used to like we had, we were doing with Rupes and stuff like that. Uh, we just got so used with just working with 341 being direct that uh, just our, our, our tool of choice. Anything else to us seems like it's a little bit of a slow, right? It just for correcting, right? For doing that cutting and getting in yeah. there heavy on the paint. Yeah, you're right. Like to get a good fast cut, you're right. Mm -hmm. Pushing in hard with that 3401, it's never going to stop itself. Uh, yeah. And you just keep going. Do you do any one steps with polishing or, or is it always a full correction type? We, for the most part, nine times out of 10 is full corrections. We do do some one steps uh, for, uh, every once in a while, but we always go for full, full correction when it comes to Even if we have a car, we brand new, we treat them just like every other car. We always try to bang it out, make it the best thing, right? So uh, in our shop, we I don't really sell steps two steps everything through my shop it was like hey we're we're, we're paying correcting it for the most part uh whether it takes us one step it takes us one step but nine times out of ten even if we if we finish a car pretty fast we're so juiced up on how the car is looking good that we go ahead and pop it anyway just 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 for just for giggles right just because uh, the girls like to do um but There's i something say, like girls giggling right okay. <laughs> yeah yeah and you know hannah too she'll start talking hard and start talking back to that car yeah, you my bitch now and all this other stuff that she does, right? So she's crazy like that. But uh, I tell you the truth, I would love to be versatile. I would love to be have some kind of tool that's uh, not having to be plugged in. And so if you go to the top, I got I had to put all over the place just to accommodate the. 
wherever they're at. If there's a car that just comes in, they could pull it to this part of the bay and hook up. But man, to have something where it is portable like that, that could actually accommodate the, the level of what we're doing, that'd be phenomenal. I would love, I would, man, I would invest into something like that. If I could. Yeah, or the lights, right? Like, because yeah. you're right, as, as we've been there doing trainings and, or, you know, just seeing in different shops, Everybody that's got lights around their car, they all have extension cords going out to that light. Then you got an extension cord going around the polisher. If you're yeah. trying to roll around on a little cart or on a stool, I mean, you're having to move cords out of the way. You're having to do all this. So if, especially if there's lights that are around the vehicle without a cord, I can see yeah. how that would definitely be a big advantage. I want to ask the guys from Ryobi, you know, what is it about that motor? You know, did you guys, when you sent it out to Brandon and you sent out some of those, did you get the feedback of, of motor? Did you ramp up that motor? How did that whole, uh, you know, I guess we would call that uh, on-site type, uh, you know, feedback and, you know, uh, experience from people. what did you guys hear? Did you guys mess with the motor? How did that go? Yeah, uh, we, cer we certainly messed with the motor a few times as we moved through the development uh, process for the tool. Um, we, you know, look at, okay, what applications are people trying to accomplish with the tool? Uh, and we needed to have a motor that would accommodate that. So, uh, that was, you know, applications here. And this was, this is actually an international product. So we had testing ongoing, you know, in, in England and in the States and all over the place, uh, looking at these different users and what, what their requirements were. So, uh, definitely made some adjustments to get the, the maximum amount of power we could out of it. Yeah, you know, it's the, the motor and the gears. I don't want to sell the gears short. Yeah, that's um, a good point. So, I mean, we've we put a lot of work in. Marty, we were talking about this earlier. You know, we tried to make this tool um, as compact and powerful as we could. Um, and so that's, you know, where's the, the switch and the handle and the board and the motor and the gears. So all of those work together to make, you know, a high-powered, well-balanced tool that people like to use. Cool. Um, uh, Julian, love to know if you got uh, any questions for Yobi about uh, whether it's their dual action or their lights or their blowers or anything. Well, I'm really interested in, in the lights because we have about three to four carts uh, that are dedicated for interior detailing, paint correction, and we have our basic technicians and basically they have their own cart. So that cord issue is a really big thing that we don't like to run into and you know, you're pushing your cart along and, you know, you have that extension cord in the way and just, it just creates a little bit of that little hassle. So, I mean, I'm interested in getting that light. So purchasing those lights they have in there uh, that, uh, that Shawshank Detailing got. Um, now, as far as the polisher goes, I'm just interested in the battery life. Uh, let's say you run those batteries through three to four paint corrections per week and seeing you know, if it degrades over time within the span of a couple of months, especially over here in California, it gets so busy over here in the summer months, June, July, and August. Um, I'm just interested to see how that goes. I mean, I'd like to some, uh, purchasing one and a couple of batteries and seeing how that goes. Um, if you can really put it through the ringer with, uh, with some one-step uh, polishes. Yeah, I mean, you should. With, uh, with the lithium technology, you shouldn't see those, that fading that you're talking about. Uh, that was something more accompanied with uh, the NICAD batteries like we used to use uh, actually on the same battery platform. But um, 
you know, like you said, if you have a, if you have a handful of these batteries, you're using it heavily. Uh, that's exactly what we'd recommend. Uh, just keep them, you know, charged up once you've used them, and uh, you should be good to keep on rolling. Yeah, okay. and also, I mean, um, Brandon Tim's. I mean, I know you've been using this, you know, for your mobile detailing business. I mean, maybe you have an opinion on that as well. Yeah, no, I haven't seen any uh, the battery degrading at all, um, especially since I, you know, upgraded my batteries. You know, it's definitely, you know. Like I said, about two batteries get through a car and then you get one, throw the other one on charge and, you know, you got one for the next job. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely an awesome tool. Um, you know, definitely recommend anybody getting it and trying it out. I got a question. So are you guys considering um, making a rotary polisher? I actually have a Milwaukee uh, rotary uh, polisher, but I don't have any dual actions. So are you guys considering heading into that route later down in the future? Um, we're always looking at what people want from us. And so, you know, sometimes the, the ideas come from everywhere. So sometimes they're the product manager's ideas. Sometimes the ideas come from Facebook. Sometimes the ideas come from when, well, the best ideas probably come from when we are in the field talking to people who use the tools and they tell us, hey, I really want a rotary polisher, like you just said. And so then we would have to determine, you know, how many people are, are looking for this tool. Is that something that, you know, we think fits in our lineup and fits in the market? Um, and so, I mean, a rotary polisher is definitely something that, you know, we can look at. Um, and, you know, it kind of just go from there. So we just have to see how many people are also looking for that yeah. tool. Yeah, and Julian, also to speak to the lifetime and longevity of these batteries, with them being lithium ion, and I mean, we've had lithium ion longer than so, so many with a history spanning back 50 years. We are so far along in our advancements, and you just get so much more life out of them. You get that fade-free power that Nick was speaking of. And I mean, we were talking earlier, the life cycle of these batteries, it does depend on how you use them. If you're cranking them out, you said you're very busy right now, which is awesome. Business is booming. I mean, eventually you're going through cycles faster than a homeowner would who's keeping their, you know, car polished for their Sunday car shows, but you really should expect quite good life out of these with being lithium ion. And we really okay. just have our products there. Okay, so. and one more question is your drill brush on uh, behind you. Um, why would I use that drill brush tool compared to, uh, you know, your standard just drill with the brush attachment? Um, well, yeah, what so, would be the big difference? It, that's almost more of a question for the detail polisher, right? Um, no, this the drill brush, the drill brush. So that actual one. So that is actually a scrubber that we have. Um, and the way that we imagine that that could be used in the detailing world um, is I know a lot of people are cleaning the, like the carpets in the car. And you're also doing a lot of, um, you know, like, cloth and stuff like that. And so that's kind of where we see that fitting into both the OnePlus platform and the, um, you know, detailing world. You could get, you know, you could get your uh, drill attachments, but typically you're going to get a better performance because when you get a tool that's made for a, a certain application, it's going to have the right power. It's going to have the right ergonomics for that specific task. Yeah. Um, and so, on top of that, that, that uh, scrubber itself is actually, it has a enclosure for the, for the battery as well. So you can uh, actually get the tool wet uh, and not have to worry about, you know, ruining your battery, ruining the tool. 
Um, it's also got a lock-on switch, so uh, you don't, you know, if you're doing like a convertible top, you're doing the interior of a car, um, you're doing the bed of a truck, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about just holding that trigger the whole time, maybe getting, you know, get some cramps after that. So it's a lock-on trigger. It's a lock-on trigger and waterproof, I think is the biggest okay. thing. So um, we have a Keith, whole lineup of those things, so there's different sizes out there. Yeah, Keith, what he's referring to in our industry is a lot of people will just grab a drill. Right. Just a, a regular drill. And then what the industry has come out with is these circular brushes that have an attachment for the drill and they can, you know, they'll run those brushes down, pop them off and put on another one. But you just use a drill and it's for carpets, seats, anything. And it's become very, very popular to just take your drill and go in there and, and hit it. So is that is that you said that that's kind of basically what you came out with on that scrubber um, is, is it, but it could be also used with, there's another drill, right? And that three ants that you guys sent out to us, it could be also used in the same way, I guess. Right. They have drills are so versatile. They have attachments to do almost anything that you want to do. Um, but they might not give you the level of finish that you're looking for, right? Like if you're doing sanding or polishing with a drill versus a detail polisher, like we have. Um, you know, this one, the two settings are 2,800 RPM and 7,800 RPM versus if I remember correctly, I think drills are usually around 1,500. So if you're looking at a 1,500 RPM versus a 7,800 for sanding, you're going to get a much smoother finish with that higher RPM. And that's why there's a different tool instead of just being able to use the drill attachments. But you're right there. There's a huge variety because drills are the most common tool that there is. And I think also there's something funny you mentioned before about if you can just save a little bit of time for someone who's running a small business, it makes things faster and efficient. So if you already have a ton of the OnePlus tools and you have your drill set up for something else, but you have this cleaning tool dedicated for that right there on the side, ready to go. When you're done, you have it, it's dedicated. You know, your batteries are going to be protected from the water and you can get to going fast, get to going faster. It's getting late guys. <laughs> but you can get going faster on the job. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Derek from DJD, uh, thoughts on batteries, thoughts on the tool. Um, you know, I definitely could see as you're inside parking garages, I could definitely see that light being, you know, useful to you. Where do you see the practicality of, uh, of the tools for you? I was going to say, I, I got a chance to use the, uh, the big light um, behind you guys. Uh, it wasn't mine. It was a customer's. He had like a whole Ryobi like shrine in his garage uh, and he had it set up and I was using it for paint correction. Um, and I the whole time I'm like, where did you get this light? Where'd you get this light? And the guy's like, Oh, it's a Ryobi, but he had the big battery. Yeah. I know. Well, I went to home Depot and I'm like, it's right there, Derek. You should just pick one up. Like, um, but I was going to say like, I don't know if it was fate, but like today I could have used the damn dual action polisher. I had to polish off, uh, a bunch of sections on a uh, excavator that I coded a few months ago and the guy was trying to put vinyl stickers on it and of course the stickers weren't sticking because it was coded so I had to run all these extension cords because the guy had it plugged in and he had to try to move it closer to the garage so I only brought a 50 footer and I'm like damn if I had my battery one I because all I was doing was just getting a couple of sections off and that was it I wasn't doing anything else um but I've used the drill. I, I use a drill brush now uh, on, on floor mats all the time. Um, and I did not know you guys made that carpet scrubber. I just looked it up and I did not know like that. I would probably get because right now I'm using a uh, some Milwaukee, but 
and I use that and I have two, two batteries for it now. And it's like, if I don't have to, I can leave that at home. So I don't, cause right now mine's looking nasty. I could just use that the Ryobi one at home because uh, it has the enclosure. I don't have to worry about getting messed up because I like my Milwaukee. So, but otherwise, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Now, is it available at Home Depot now or not or soon? So everything that we have out here should be available. If it's not in store, it should be online. Um, and like you said, you know, there's almost 2000 Home Depots in the US. And so you're probably close to one and we're Home Depot exclusive. And so we are always right around the corner. Yeah, I've got I got two uh, real close to me. Um, but I had one one random suggestion. I don't I don't know. If, but um, I know you guys, like I said, you are looking into more like branching out and like now there's more detail and related products. Um, I know you have the car dryer, like the blow dryer, but I've not seen, I've seen like specific car dryers where they're almost like little units that have a hose on them. And then they act as like blowers where you can like use the hose to kind of blow in stuff. Have you guys thought about making a battery powered one? Because I've never seen one. I've only seen those, you know, two or $300 units that have the cord or so it's basically like a vacuum reversed vacuum with a filter on it. But if you made a battery powered one, where it has the hose. Cause right now I have a little, like almost like uh, it's a computer dryer, like computer cleaner. It's like a little duster, small one. And I use that, but I was like, man, if this had a hose, I could get, I could leave the unit, but you know, somewhere and then get all up inside stuff. Cause I, I when I do coatings, I, I like to use the dryer because if you know, water gets out when you're polishing it, it ruins everything. So. Great hey, suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not, not gonna show all of our cards here, but it's definitely you know these are things that we're definitely thinking about every day. So okay. um, I just we appreciate I, the suggestion though. No, no problem. Yeah, it's literally something that was that hit me. Like I did a coding on a car in a garage, and I had to get up all close, and I was like, man, if they had if they had a battery powered one where it could have a hose, I don't know. I just think it'd be cool because you know you don't even need it to run that long. Like if it only runs for I don't know 20 minutes or so. I'm personally me. I'm only doing one car. So then I don't have to worry about, but I don't know. That's just a suggestion. And we love it. We are all about meeting um, user needs. Yep. So. Do, do you guys offer knee pads by chance? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't answer that. No, no, don't answer that. <laughs> Nice, nice. Home Depot has those too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Home Depot does. Inside joke for the community right there, definitely. Good one. Nicely done. We'll, we'll interject that into every episode, I think, from now on. Definitely. I had mine on today, man. My knees are beautiful. Goes on rocks. We know you did. We know you did. I only thought about that because I had so I have a little bit of polish on my shirt. I just noticed. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I know Gil had raised his virtual hand. He was wanting to ask a question, but it, yeah, what do you have on your mind, Gil? Yeah, I did. So you guys were talking about uh, uh, the polisher and stuff like that and the battery life. Like, like with me having several detailers working on a car, uniformity on the paint correction is a big, big deal for me. Big, big deal for me. So whenever I get out to do a QC or one of my leads do QC, especially if they had three detailers working on that particular car, I want to make sure that that paint looks uniform all the way around, you know, because each one has its own different eye and stuff like that. So my question would be, for those of you that are actually using the the batteries, does the battery life, does it just, how do you know when it starts slowing down on you to a degree that's no longer giving you the same cut? I mean, is it, for the Ryobis, is it pretty 
is it pretty instant? Like you're doing a door and all of a sudden you're just saying like, yeah, this is down. Or does it degrade to a degree that you don't really notice it until you've already done a couple panels and like, man, I didn't realize it was getting slow on me and stuff like that. Yeah, man, great question. I don't know that somebody's come up with that question. Really great. Let's throw it out to Ryobi and see if they've heard it before. Yeah. So that's what I was talking about a little while ago. So that's not, that uh, phenomenon you were just talking about is what you saw with uh, NICAD batteries, where it kind of over time as you're using it, it starts losing the power that it can deliver. With lithium, you have that what we call fade free power. So like you said, you're, you're using it, it gives you the same performance all the way through until that battery's dead and it'll, it'll shut off the tool. So you know right when your battery's, when your battery's dead. Right. Uh, and, and I experienced that in the different aspect that I've used is the lawnmower. Like you, you keep going until it's done. And, and when it's done, it doesn't go like, when it's done, it's done. And I go, it started at first, I was like, I'm gonna turn that back on. What the, why did it turn? off right and then i got used to it and go oh it turned itself off okay i gotta switch batteries so yeah you you're you're absolutely right wow that's good stuff that's good stuff yeah great question though gil because I, I didn't think of that either but it's true um i it, we see that and sort of uh really sort of the the theory comes from our pad degradation right i know you guys sent out pads in your kit we haven't gotten into your pads. That that might be a whole nother discussion. Um, but but we see that in pads, right? You can start going over a panel, two panels, three panels. Some people will discard their their pads every two panels or something. You know, they might go through six or seven pads um, so that they don't get a degradation in their pad when they're cutting. So, uh, Gil, I hadn't thought about that from the battery aspect. Great idea. Good good question. Hey, Gil, just uh, be sure to cut your tool off because when you throw that new battery in, it's going to start right back up and you're going to slink around everywhere. So, right on. Right on. I've, done, I've done it more than once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't sling it at the shop. So <laughs> it's okay. and, and what he's talking about is, and this is the interesting part of that tool, um, it, it doesn't have a trigger. Right? And I know we're all used to having a trigger it's got a little button up at the top and, and they've explained why, uh, you know, for making it compact, making everything the way they, you know, and their engineers visioned it, but it's got a little trigger up at the top. And at first it takes a little bit to get used to but you got to press down to kind of press up to get over this lid. But once it's up and it's on, it's on, it's go time. there's no, there's no, you, you, you don't, you don't get to, to use a trigger to kind of, you know, change the variable speed to it. It's just on all the time. And so that's sort of what he's meaning is if you don't turn that back off and you just plug the next battery in, you bet you it's just going to start going. Oh, well. Yeah. But the cool aspect of being able to turn it on and then you, you kind of just, you don't have to worry about this other button. You don't have to worry about, because sometimes when I'm holding a tool and I'm trying to go, you know, you got, you're pulling the trigger and then you're trying to get over to press this button for the cruise control. Mm -hmm. Their unit, it's, you turn it on, it's cruise control all the way. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I, I usually torment my detailers. I won't tell her about the, I won't tell them about the, the cruise control button until they've actually done a car or two, and their hand is kind of like, man, this hurts. That's all. <laughs> cruise control button. <laughs> like what? Right on. No, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, any other questions? Anybody would like to ask? Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah, actually, um, everyone, I keep hearing everyone asking about the battery wear. 
um, I've been using some of those batteries five years. They're still working great. And they were talking about the smart charging. There's a six pack charger that you can keep your batteries on and it will individually charge the batteries that need it and not charge the rest. So you don't have to worry about leaving it on there too long. Um, and I haven't had any issues with them. Um, the other thing was uh, the drill brush. Julian was asking about, I, I was thinking about it. Nobody brought it up. A good reason you could probably have that tool. You ever use the drill brush and it gets loose? or it tries to oh, pop yeah. off on you, you're not going to have that with that tool, I wouldn't assume. I mean, I'm not the expert on that tool, but it seems like you wouldn't have that issue. And then also, also real quick, DJ, there's kneeling mats by MacShine now. Ditch the pads, man. Ditch the pads. <laughs> <laughs> and and what what is the watts of that um, polisher? We Do we measure watts? Uh, 18 volt is the power. Yeah. yeah. Well, we usually go by voltage. So 18 volt, and then it depends on the battery that you have with it, where you can calculate the wattage. Um, uh, and, I know somebody and, uh, asked me what's the the throw, 15 mil throw. Um, so on the DA, I believe it's eight. Oh. It's eight. Yeah. So much so. more compact, which is interesting. Um Okay, that is interesting. Most of your DAs with that five inch are going to be at a 15 mil throw. Uh, I I kind of like the eight. It, it kind of centers it a little bit more and keeps it more like you guys keep using the word compact. It would keep the focus into more of a smaller area. Um, new play then, right? New play to have a, a five inch backing plate and not be at a 15 mil throw at almost half of the throw. Interesting play. Uh, was there any specific reason why you did that? It keeps, it keeps your vibration down. Like you were talking about. Um, it also helps if you're, it, what we saw it as is offering the most versatility because you could use it on larger panels. You can also use it in tighter spaces because you don't have to worry about, you know, your throw banging into uh, body lines and things like that. So um, that was again off of feedback that we got from from users who were testing the tool out. That's cool. That's I would say you start putting that. Out. I mean, that is unique. It is very unique. Most of the time, we're at a fifteen or twenty-one. So, right. right. Especially at a twenty-one, you're right. I mean, that's got. And what they say is, "Hey, I'm throwing out and covering more area." Uh, but I've I always said, "Yeah, but you're if you're way out there, you got as much power there as you do here." I like the idea of having the smaller throw because I'm more centered into my, you know, direct into where I'm looking at. Cody, you raise your hand. Uh, question. Yeah, I got a question. So personally, having never owned a Ryobi tool yet, um, I just want to ask you guys, uh, in your opinion, why should I choose Ryobi over, say, DeWalt, uh, which has been my go to for cordless tools? Or what do you think is better uh, from Ryobi than other? competing uh tool cordless tool manufacturers cody that's our favorite question i saw i saw her get uh, get ready she's like here we go she like like this here we go <laughs> do you want to take it away sure so i mean there's so many competitors out there in the market and i love it because it keeps us honest but speaking to the ryobi brand in general Two of our hugest advantages is the breadth of our line with 325 plus tools and the fact that all of our batteries are backwards compatible 
they're always going to be backwards compatible. That's a commitment we've made to the customer and we will never waver from that. That's the bread and butter of the OnePlus platform where with other brands, you every now and then, every couple of years, they'll change their battery platform. And then your tools that you have don't work with the newer batteries. And it's a struggle finding the previous batteries, the orientation that fit in your tool. So that's something we've never done since 1996 and we never will do. We won't leave our customers behind. So that breadth of line and the backwards compatibility of our batteries are what sell me on the Ryobi platform. What for, I miss. Me, for me, <laughs> um, we are just the best value. We have yeah. the most offerings on you know, the best price point. And so you have all of your lights, all your scrubbers, all your polishers, you have um, all of your other automotive tools like our impact wrenches, our extended reach ratchets. Um, we're always innovating and bringing new, better things to market. And so your battery is going to go farther with our platform. So that OnePlus battery um, is just going to be more versatile for you. And if you have something else come up in the future, um, then you're already plugged into this system and you can just add whatever you need on. Like if there's a four inch clamp fan that comes out, you need that. Yeah. Just adding on <laughs> to that with us being the best value, that's fantastic. But on top of that, some of the quality you're getting with these tools now, um, you mentioned earlier, Marty, that um, you said OnePlus is newer. It's not necessarily OnePlus, but it's the OnePlus HP line that's brand new this year. And we launched that back in, actually back in August, we launched a compact HP line. And then in December, we launched our full size line of OnePlus HP tools. So if you guys are walking down the aisles of Home Depot and you see HP, you know that's the best performing Ryobi tool that you're going to grab. So if you're comparing two drills and you want power, that's, that's what's most important to you. That HP tool is going to give it to you. And that, those batteries, when you pair HP, batter, high performance batteries with HP tools, they have that handshake, that electronic handshake where the battery and the tool can communicate and it knows, you know, how much load you're pushing in. So you can conserve on runtime and you have a smarter tool that you're using. Does that answer your question? Yeah, thanks guys, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm gonna need to uh, that question. get a Ryobi tool for myself. Yeah. yeah. Good um, question, Cody, I like it. Uh, Derek, you had a question also. Uh, it's it's kind of a random question. I've always kind of wondered this. Um, so I know you guys sell like exclusively in Home Depot, but um, are there any restrictions that you guys have since like the general public can just go in and, you know, purchase, you know, any of the tools that you got there on the shelf there versus like when a company sells like directly to consumers. So like us being like all detailers, like we're like, if we buy a polisher from a company, we're going directly to them or we're going to like AutoGeek or something like that. Um, the versus like, you know, you can't, you can't go to a uh, Home Depot or, or Walmart and buy like a, uh, you know, a Rupes or like a Griot's like full on professional polisher. Like, are there any like, not like, you don't, have, I mean, you don't have to get specific with any like restrictions that you guys have or like, so say like in the future, you have the regular dual action polisher, it's eight inch, but say for instance, a 15 or you want to launch a 21, would that something that be that you could sell in Home Depot or, or would Home Depot like restrict you from selling that? Like you can only, you have to order it directly from you guys, from your website instead of going to a Home Depot. We um, are hundred percent exclusive to Home Depot and always will be. And we work with, they, they share a lot of information with us when they're like, Hey, you guys, we're, everyone's asking us for this tool. Why haven't you come out with it yet? What's going on? And we'll be like, great idea Home Depot. So while we're working with um, end users, we're listening on social media, we're also working really closely with our exclusive partners. And now uh, we do not have any e-commerce through our site. It's 100% through the Home Depot. 
So whether you go into stores or online, that's where you'll find our Ryobi products. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, one of the beautiful things about online is that you can you have endless shelf space. So we can, if we have a product that, you know, we want to see how it's going to do, we can launch it online and see if we have interest in it. And then uh, typically, like she said, we work really closely with Home Depot and uh, we can certainly bring that in the store. So yeah. And as we're expanding into these categories and Ryobi's now becoming a solution for some of these automotive tools, Home Depot's also becoming an automotive destination. So you're not just going there for your lumber or your power tools anymore. There are some automotive solutions there and it's, you know, we scratch their back, they scratch ours. It's helpful. It's a nice symbiotic relationship that we have with them. And uh, I know it's not your vacuum, but I, I've always swore the best vacuum is from Home Depot. Um, and it's not the shop vac. The so, rigid, that yeah, rigid. That rigid vacuum. I listen, I've got some, I mean, they just last years and years and years. Uh, it will be interesting to test your guys vacuum though. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Home Depot has always been a spot for me to run into and grab some automotive stuff, even though they aren't exactly geared for automotive. Right. Geared for and, everyone now. <laughs> and speaking so much about product and selling them and being exclusive, we can't sell the tools on the table, but uh, Marty, would, would it be okay if we moved into the uh, the giveaway section of this show? We will. We will. I want to do one, just one quick moment to, I know Jackie hopped in. Sure. Um, just would love Jackie. If, if you had any, I know you're just hopping in late, but didn't know if you had any, any questions or any thoughts about uh, a battery D8 or anything uh, I know as being a mobile detailer, it'd be very beneficial for you. Uh, any thoughts or questions, if you can interject. Um, sorry, I don't have any questions at the moment. I did. I got here like really, really late. I realized what time it was and I kind of just hopped on right at the end here. Um, sorry about that, but yeah, I was really interested. I wish I had been here from um, the beginning. Cause I actually was looking forward to like hearing more about that. Cause yes, as Marty said, being mobile, um, I do look for battery operated tools, um, you know, and all that. Jackie, good news. Good news. This is a recorded audio podcast, so you will get to hear it later. We'll put it out next week so you can kind of jump back in and listen to it. Or it's being streamed, as you know, on Facebook. So you can always, you know, even tonight, go back and listen to it. Uh, thanks yes, for hopping yeah. in, even though it's even though it's late. It's always great to see you. Uh, thanks for being part of the community. I'll, I'll definitely have to go back and watch from the beginning because I was looking, looking forward to being here. I just completely lost track of time. Yeah, well, and it's different, you know, 7.30 Central, you're you're not Central, so yeah, I, I get it. I'm glad glad to see you. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, okay, so which one do you want to give away first? You want to do the uh, the dual action polisher or you want to do the uh, little three inch? All right, so I have a little bit of a plan here, Marty, because you also gave me the tab out question for the night. And so what I'm imagining, you might have to stick with me a little bit, but we are going to write down two numbers, one through 100. We're gonna put one number on the back of the detail polisher. We're gonna put one number on the back of the dual action polisher. And then we're gonna ask the tab out question. And so before you answer the tab out question, you will tell us what your number is and whoever gets closest to that number will win the, the DA polisher. And whoever gets closest to this number will get the detail polisher. And to be clear, um, this is only available to people on the Zoom call with us 
live right now. And so if you're listening to this podcast later, um, I'm sorry, you'll, you know where to buy them. Um, but we definitely wanted to, to clarify that. Is that right. clear with everybody? I love it. All right. So we'll go around the room and everybody will throw out their number one through a hundred. Before we do that, uh, Nick, any, any feedback? Where are we at on cooking with Nick? How's, how's dinner going? What's the fish look like? Where are you at? Man, you nailed the timing on this one. I'm not going to lie. So fish just came out. Risotto is done. I don't know if you saw. I tried it. Like I said earlier, this is my first time making risotto. I took a spoonful and tried it and flipped out. This is freaking amazing. Regardless, here we go. Yeah, flipping around. Fish. But Nick, hold That's on. Just- Nick. Brandon and I really want to know where your apron is, man. Come on. What's the apron's up? over here. The apron's yeah, over why here. is it not I didn't on? Because I didn't want to steal the limelight from uh, my friends over at Ryobi right now. <laughs> it's over there, though. On, on, I guarantee, I guarantee every podcast that it's just us, I will be wearing it. All but right. on some awesome dudes like Ryobi, I don't want to steal your limelight. You, can, you guys deserve all of it, for sure. <laughs> Amazing. The fish. Simple sautéed fish, nothing much. The sauce, which is heavy cream, some butter, some red pepper, garlic, ginger, and soy sauce. Mm. Risotto was cooked in chicken broth and shallots. Combine those together, and we're somewhere around there. Zoom in there, man. Let's let's see what we got. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Casually threw out the sauce like it wasn't a big deal. I am impressed. He said at the beginning of the show he had no Dude, food. In it. I know. I was like, oh, I don't expect much. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm more impressed than you guys, man. I'm, I'm about to buy me a Ryobi polisher if I don't win this. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, all right. So you guys got your numbers written down on the polishers? Do. Nick, can you verify that there are different numbers on the back of these? We have two different numbers here. Give all it your right. best guess. Um, all and right. So- I'll start up here and I'll kind of go around. Uh, Gil. You're up at the top, and we need a number, one through 100. Uh, 46. Were y'all asking the tap-out question? or just? We get a tap out question? I, I guess we're going to separate them. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's get the number first, and then we'll do the tap-out. Then we'll, yeah, yeah. 46. So 40, 46. All right. i go over to Cody. 69. Good number. <laughs> Brandon Shawshank. Muted. Muted. Still muted. My there bad. 30. Oh, cool. All right. Dave, number one through 100. 70. All right. Julian. 88. Derek. 18. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody's going high. Somebody's got to go low eventually, right? Good number, 18. All right, Nick, cooking with Nick, what's your number? 12. All right, Brandon, do you get to play on this? Is this a thing? Are you like, are you fully stocked and ready already? uh, Probably need to recuse myself from this situation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, Alex. 24. Okay. All right. We got some highs and some lows. Let's go with the winning number right here. Oh, Jackie Lord. comes in late and steals the show. Jackie, what's your number? 
Oh no. All right, I gotta go with my favorite number, 27. Okay. All right. So Elise, do us the honors, please. All right. It's looking like. Oh, you gotta add more drama. Okay. Okay. Right. So you want to go to the tap question? Oh my God. All right. Let's pause the. Let's pause the Pause the winners and let's go straight to the tab out question. Yeah, I need a little bit of uh, anxiety. Here we go. All right, it's time to tab out. Derek is usually our drunk guy at the end of the bar. It's time to close it down. He's usually got a great question. Now it's Keith because I guess apparently Keith is used to being the guy at the drunk end of the bar that taps got, out and asks a random question. Yeah, uh, I just Keith, got good questions. Yeah, Keith, <laughs> what is your tab out question? All right, now, Derek, I'll let you, if you don't like my tab out question, I will not be offended if you decide to use whichever one you have. But mine's pretty good, so you're not going to beat it. So, <laughs> tab out question. All right. So your local zoo is having a going out of business sale where every animal in the park is $20 to a good home, but you can only take home one pet. What are you taking? Man, I like that. I like Ooh. that. Let's go straight Ooh. to Derek. Let's go straight to Derek for that answer. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie. I'm going to take the tigers home. <laughs> Tiger, just one, just <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one, one tiger. Cody's got the other. If you got Me the male, Cody's got the female. He's like, hey, you just only get one. Me. We can breed them and make more. Make yeah, we can breed them and make more tigers. <laughs> but one tiger, I don't know why. I just always, I think they're cool animals. Yeah. Calm down. Right. So you want to take over the Tiger King, and that's what you would, want to be. Well, maybe not exactly like the Tiger King, but but yes. All right, I'm going to go back up to my top over here to the left. Gil, if you can go to a zoo and for 20 bucks you get to take home any animal, what animal are you taking home? I don't know, probably a monkey or something like that. A monkey? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the giraffe. Ooh. I just, for some reason, I just think they're going to be super easy to maintain. They just kind of walk around and eat shit, and like they're going to eat the... Eat the trees. I'm not a big fan of trees. I've always built houses so that I didn't have to go into a, a house that had a bunch of trees. I think it's because when I was a kid, I always had to rake leaves and I always had to do that shit. Same here. I'm fucking tired of that. I've never, as an adult, had a house that had trees. So I'm gonna go with the giraffe so that at least if there's a tree around, it's gonna eat all those leaves and like not have it fall on the ground. Hopefully it's going to eat some of the grass too. I don't know. I've never been around a giraffe, but that's you don't mine. Need a giraffe, man. You just need a whisker series leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to pick an animal out of the zoo. <laughs> ah, all right. So let's go with Elise. Let's go with you. What are you going to pick? Oh, well, perfect. Because I'm right with you. Low maintenance. And I'm taking a koala bear. They eat and they sleep and they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. All right, Nick. Ah, you, you picked the giraffe. That was going to be my pick, too. You so can pick I it, too. I mean, it's all good. Um, no, I'm not going to pick that. I think I'm going to take an elephant. It's smart, yeah. Do you guys, do you guys look like cleaning up shit or something? What is wrong with you? No, man, The Simpsons actually made an episode about that, and the elephant <laughs> cost so much. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Of course, The Simpsons did it. 
Yeah, <laughs> hopefully they have a sale on their food too. So we're going to take one animal and maybe some food home. <laughs> yeah. All right, Keith. Uh, <laughs> what animal? I'm taking a red panda. Have you all seen those? It's like like a fox meets a panda meets a... Uh, stand like this when they're yeah. scared. Yeah, oh, that's Panda things. They're great. Well, I acted it out for all of you who haven't seen it, but when a panda, red panda's <laughs> afraid, they jump up and do that. It's adorable. <laughs> you go with the adorable side, Keith. Well done. <laughs> I know what I like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cody. So Marty, you took mine. I was going to say a giraffe, but I was going to add a little bit and say, imagine you're taking it home and it's like a scene from, I believe the hangover, you have it on a trailer and you're on the highway. You're right. You're right. You're running. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so I won't pick a giraffe. I would probably take just like a spider monkey or something. Yes. Have, have <laughs> Alex, easy. Alex, you still I got like seven people ahead of you. <laughs> All right, Brandon from Shawshank. I heard a couple I was gonna pick, so I'll pick a, I'll pick a, a lemur. Okay, those are so. It's interesting. My daughters, right before they left, uh, you know, two weeks I had Corona, didn't get to see them. They went over to my sister's house for while I'm quarantining in my house. One of the little things that my sister did is she took them over about an hour, hour and a half away to a, one of those drive throughs that you get to, you know, look at animals. And then there's like this big place where you can walk in, they can see sloths. And there, I got really cool pictures of my daughters hanging out with lemurs. And they were like, it's just like the movie from, uh, Oh, what a goddamn what I'm, I'm doing that. Madagascar. Thank you. They're like, they're just like they're <laughs> jumping all around. They're doing all this stuff. Like I got some cool pictures of them holding these lemurs and they're running all around. them. like, you're the good call. Lemurs would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I just want a little buddy to hang out with. There's, <laughs> I don't want anything that's going to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the thing about a tiger. Yeah. Uh. All right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what animal are you grabbing? I'm going with a jaguar. Ooh. You know, a, a jaguar and a cougar are essentially the same cat. <laughs> My man. But when you when you look at a jaguar, Alex, different cougar, man, different cougar, Alex. It's an animal. You can actually see the black spots, but only at a certain angle. It, it's pretty awesome cat. So I'm going with a jaguar. Good call, good call, good man. Call. And jaguars will, you know, they'll climb around, they'll do some shit, but then they seem to take some naps and relax too. Yeah, I'll tell you what, when you're three feet away from one, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're they're pretty intense. They're huge. Big, I saw big, Costa big Rica and the head was about that big. Uh, I know. Crazy. That's insane. Very cool. I think red panda is the winner here. <laughs> I don't know. Julian's going to have a good one. Julian, what animal are you grabbing? I got the most laziest one, a koala. Sloth. Oh, a what? Koala. A koala. We'll have koala friends. Koala friends. <laughs> oh, what is it about hey, koalas you like? Is it the no, cuddly fur that you want to dive in into and like have a nice uh, night on the couch with the koala? Yeah. You just have a little tree in your living room. You just stare at it and just say, I got a koala. 
So that she can bag and, a and then you come back like a few it. hours later, it's in the same spot, low maintenance. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Derek, did I you? I went. I'm three beers in. Then I switched over to uh, switched over some of this Jack Daniels. So you'll have to remind me if you uh, answered the question or not. Oh yeah, I, I might be the drunk guy at the end of the bar. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Alex, did you go? No, I. No, no, Alex was, is no, no, no. Up. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh no. Oh, now he's getting ahead. Oh, yeah, you're, you're getting ahead. I'm still going around. Oh, that's what I was saying. I could remember. I think oh. you answered, right? Oh no, I went. Yeah, my went, Marty. That's what I thought. All right, Nick. <laughs> I'm stealing a penguin, dude. Ooh. I don't care what kind, <laughs> but I have a history going back to penguins. I have like when I was like six years old, I was obsessed with them. But nobody really, nobody here, I don't think has met me in person yet. I have the body structure of a penguin. I'm five four and chunky, like. It's perfect. It's perfect. I used to be, when I worked at a car wash in 2016, my nickname was Penguin. Some of the, uh, some of the Hispanic guys would, would actually call me. they go, hey, Pingui, Pingui, come here. Uh, <laughs> Good time. The interesting, Good time. the interesting penguins are the jackass penguins. So yes. I got a chance to go to South Africa out of college, went to a safari, but then we went down to um, – uh, uh, the very southern point, and and there was a uh, there's a little part of this beach where all these jackass penguins were, and they literally would sound like a donkey, and they were these <laughs> little little tiny little penguins, and they were just going around going ah, ah, like interesting breed of the penguins. That'd be so nice to have a little homie waddling around the house at you know, two in the morning. You just hear. <laughs> I don't know about two in the morning. That's what I'm enjoying, huh? That'd be so great. There's a penguin in Japan that has a little fish back, or has a penguin backpack, and he walks to the fish market, and they put fish in it, and he walks home. Stop it! Yeah, that's what's up. I've seen that already. Yeah, yeah. He like walks down the street, and like people greet him and shit. It's crazy. And I think he's lives in like a refrigerator that's like tipped on its side on the ground <laughs> Hobo penguin. cool uh it looks like brandon's walked away from his phone i don't see him so all right alex are you going also with the penguins that you're talking about it or no, man, have you ever I, seen i imagine like, hold on. i don't want to clean that up yeah i want to guess i'm just gonna guess you're gonna go with the cougar like no, you, you informed me that that's the not the cougar. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like we can't get into that. <laughs> why? Why am I known for that? Why am I known for that shit? Why am I known for women and not detailing? My business, like my business model, must be horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. I was. I was. I have a toss-up between like a ringtail lemur and a spider monkey because they're they're both pretty cool. But with giraffes, did you guys see that April the giraffe like a couple years ago? They they live streamed her whole pregnancy and her birth. I did see that? I think I did. Yeah, see that, that. that April the giraffe tongue kissed me a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you walk over to the cougar side and get a kiss too? I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, think, he, I think he passed away recently. Oh. All right, Pete. April the drop. i that kiss you. Yeah. yeah uh, no. Uh, Brandon, uh, you're back. Uh, what, what animal or farm animal, I guess, from the zoo are you going to grab? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the uh, giant tortoise. Oh, good. Yeah, so like a Galapagos? Ain't much, much up, Pete, too. Mm. Pretty chill. Live for a long time. Yeah, just be like a family pet for years to come. <laughs> for generations oh. to come. Generations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one of those pets you leave in your will to pass down to the family. Take <laughs> 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 like a parrot, so they leave Leave him in the well because, like, it's got to live for another 40 years. Like, you got to keep it. Just, no one's got to take it. Uh, Jackie, let's close it out. Uh, what what zoo animal are you grabbing? Um, well, I am a crazy cat lady. So, my first thought was one of the big cats, and I'm going to go with the white tiger. Ooh, there you go. Nice. How many cats Just do you have? Part of the Tiger King. Majestic white tiger. You mentioned um, you're a crazy cat lady. Uh, yes. Yeah, how, how many? Uh, so right now, I only have one cat. Um, my boyfriend's actually allergic to cats, and the cat that we have is hypoallergenic. So unfortunately, right now, I can only stick to one. Um, I've tried to convince him to get more, but that's that's what we're at right now. That sounds like a toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, I hear you, girl. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Allergic to cats. So do you, sad. Do you have a sphinx cat? The hair no. cat? No, no, it's not. Um, so it's weird. Like she's actually a rescue and he's not allergic to her at all. And nobody that is allergic to cats, like nobody that's that's come over our house that's allergic to cats has ever had a reaction to her. So we just got insanely lucky, like miracle cat. I don't know, I don't know how but it happened. She's a unicorn cat. That's incredible. Which is uh- Amazing that you said that because that's my second favorite. That's that's like my favorite animal. <laughs> if, if they existed, the, the unicorns are my thing. Well, you found a unicorn cat. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's perfect. It's perfect. It. That's awesome. Jackie, right. pre-boyfriend, how many cats have you had at one time? <laughs> um, so with with my ex, um, we had we had three were ours. And our roommate had a cat. And then there was also a stray cat that ended up having kittens. Um, so, yeah, I don't remember how many kittens it was, but that was four, five cats and however many kittens. Damn. Um, it was. Yes, yeah, so stick with this guy that you're with now. I think that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot to take care of, even though cats generally just want to do their own thing. I. I can't imagine that many cats running around the house. No, so the 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 stray cat um, with the with the kittens um, ended up coming in kind of like at the end of our relationship. So I wasn't really around. I was like on my way out at that point. I was moving out and and all that. Um, so I wasn't really around for much um, when that happened. Um, and thankfully, because like one time I went back to go get my stuff, and uh, the house was just a disaster. Like. It just—it was not good. It was, there is such a thing as too many cats. <laughs> Agreed. And and that, well, was, luckily, that was 
there's not such a thing as too many tools. Please, you got to be careful though, because this is uh, an open bar type atmosphere and you're talking about tools. There's plenty of female detailers that have come on as like shop talk. Where do we go and draw the line? So, <laughs> hey, just giving you a little heads up when you're working now with the uh, the detailing industry. Appreciate it. We are a little we're, bit we're of a rough crew, so cougars. just want to give you a little heads you're up. Like, about cool, Marty. Well, yeah. do we draw the line at the winner then? What a good call. Oh. Good call. Let's segue into the winner. Good call. Let's segue into the winner. All I right. Let's you. talk about that dual action polisher. You've got everybody's number written down. Sure do. And I've All got right. two winners. What, what was the number on the dual action polisher? The number was 72. And the on winner the dual would be? Polisher. The winner is Dave. Dave. Awesome. 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 Right, awesome. We got close. And um, Marty, can we get your, can you send me Dave's number? After this, with like a kind of a reminder of who won which. Well, we'll talk later about that. I know who won which. We just okay. need their numbers. We'll get their numbers. Now, right. now, no, hold on. Now. Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way, right? Like, because we said the, the best way for somebody to reach out to Ryobi is through Facebook and going to Ryobi Tools USA. Yep. Would, would that be the way that Dave could go in, or do you need them to interact with an email, or how do they, how would he interact with you? It, Dave, if you want to send a message to that, we'll just notify the social media team to look out for a message from Dave. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. And then um, if, if it's easier to just reach out to one of us directly and you contact Marty, he can get you in contact with one of us. Yeah, yeah, Dave, if, if you get onto Facebook and you're sending and you're like, just message me and be like, hey, I'm not getting response. I've got Keith's number and then I'll go interact with Keith and we'll get it yeah. handled. How about I just text my name and address right after the podcast? Do you yeah, I mean, we can do that, too, if it's easier. That just go through Marty kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be uh, great. I'll just, I have his number stored in my phone. I'll just uh, shoot a text real quick. And yeah, uh, I, you want the name and address? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And I would okay. rather... Yeah, I would rather you not put that on Facebook because it's, you know, your personal information. So it'd probably just be easier to go through Marty on this. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. And thank you so much. That's great to uh, to win something that I've been wanting to try. Awesome. And um, do you have any, remind me, do you have any Ryobi batteries or chargers yet? Oh, hey. me no. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I uh, none. You do now. <laughs> All right. Now, okay, Dave well, was real, very real quick, if, real quick, if I could ask yeah. above, above you, um, are they ratchets right above your head on the center shelf? Thank you, Dave. I was waiting for a plug for this. So we were talking about, you know, going through different, um, different projects that you guys have on your hands, different jobs. So you're in there scrubbing with the, uh, the power scrubber, uh, the carpets and, and the floors. You have to take the seats out of the car. You can use that same battery, take your cordless ratchet uh, and, you know, get to those, those nuts and bolts and get them off quickly, saving yourself again a little bit of time. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but yeah, these are cordless ratchets. We have 
Uh, our standard standard units, we have our one plus HP extended reach units coming soon too, so. You'll notice on those ratchets too, there's LED lights on both sides and that's because that head turns all the way around. It's, it's yep. wicked. Yep, oh. it is a uh, four position rotating head, like she said, and then we have dual LEDs as well. So. And that way that the battery footprint won't ever stop you from accessing a tight reach space. Yeah, that's perfect. I've, I've been a Dewalt guy and I've had two of their tools fail. And I, 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 I don't want to stick with them because I can't get a ratchet from them. So I've been, I've been wondering who do I go with next. So now that I get the polisher, I guess that answers my question. There you yeah, go. we'll yeah. get you started. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, cool, Dave. You were two numbers away from your correct answer. If I remember correctly, the detail polisher had someone guess within one one number, number and that was Derek. So the number oh, was 17, oh, and I think oh. you were 18, right? Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> cool. Nice. All right. Nicely Derek, done, guys. Nicely done. Wow. Derek, did you need batteries and chargers too? Uh, yes. Um, I don't hate me, but I, I have a lot of Milwaukee stuff that I don't have any Ryobi's. I have a Ryobi pressure washer, which I love my pressure washer, but it's not battery powered. I but love Pressure washer. Yeah. Which PSI press washer do you have? I have the 1900 um, little one. It's like a box with the, with the handle on it. But uh, I love that thing. You, I have so many. I understand that like, you know, a lot of people are, oh, it's not like a nicer one. But like, you know how many customers have come to me going, like, which one is that? I'm like, oh, it's the Railway Box one. They go, where'd you get that? And I'm like, Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. They're so portable. I, I'm a big pressure washing gal. I have I've had it for a while and it's the one that hasn't failed on me. So I've you got me. Like that's my love that little thing. Hey Derek, I'm glad you mentioned that. You're right. I Keith, I don't know if I remember saying that to you or not. I mean, I I yeah, I did, right? Like, I mean, I've used a Royobi power washer for years now. I had one that went out, but at least like you said, they're so affordable, is only a hundred bucks. I didn't even try and think about trying to fix it or where do I take? I was like, fuck it. I just run a Home Depot and grab another one. I mean, it lasted a while. Like it was plenty. Now, when it comes to power washing, there's some things that people jump back and forth with is PSI to GSM, you know, how many gallons per minute GPM, I guess. Um, I, I think it does fine. It does enough right now. If you've got a heavy, heavy, muddy vehicle that like they went off roading, Geez, you're going to need some more gallons of water to push that off. But the PSI is fine. What it is is fine for somebody in a shop setting or like Derek, what you're saying, mobile. Yeah, you're right. Like it, it's a perfect hundred dollars for the unit. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Elise, Nick, Keith, can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, I know it's late there now. Um, thank you so much for hopping in. You've been drinking water, but I'm sure now you want to go grab some good stuff. Uh, so we'll let <laughs> you guys run. Very much grateful for the giveaways. Thank you for sending us the polishers, and we tested them out. We gave our feedback. Very much appreciated. Listen, welcome to the car care industry. And uh, like we said earlier, it's a niche of a niche, and at least there's some – it's some rough crowds, probably just like the DIY, probably just like some of the home improvement guys. You know, I mean, the uh, the car industry is made up of some interesting group. But as you can tell from community, 
listen, we're community. We're all, we're all passionate about car care. We're passionate about taking care of people's cars and uh, we're passionate about having a great car life. So listen, think I can't thank you guys enough for hopping in. I, I really appreciate it. Any last closing thoughts about Ryobi or, you know, why somebody should, you know, venture off into your battery system? Well, we covered it. I, we did cover it. And I mean, honestly, we just, we thank you guys for having us, but if anything is a testament to where we're going as, as a company, as a brand, as I said, we launched over 50 tools this year and we're not stopping that pace. So we're continuously launching, having huge product launches and just coming out with more and more tools and we just teased um a launch just yes monday, monday just monday yeah we if you guys check out on our social media go to reobitools.com on our banner you'll see there was a new launch we teased which would fit nicely in your garage and Ryobi link modular storage was announced and there's more to come on that this fall so we're in a really exciting time where we're just constantly innovating and developing so it's yeah. a great time to great time to join the oneplus platform yeah, Marty so community. Thanks so much for having us. We really enjoyed being on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, cool. Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Gil, always great to see you. Cody, good luck on the beer. Hopefully we'll see another one soon. For sure. Uh, Brandon from Shawshank, man. Always great to see you. Dave, congrats on the big win. I'm excited for you. Uh send me your you know, send me your info and then I'll I'll pass it off to Keith. Uh, Julian, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for hopping on anytime you give. Appreciate that. Uh, Derek, congrats again for your win too, man. Uh, you, you got, uh, the night off the tab out, but, uh, won yourself a nice little three inch. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. man. Is, uh, and Marty, you want me to send me my, uh, information as well? I should have it, right? Oh I mean, yeah. Yeah. I buy enough stuff from you. So yeah, yeah, yeah I should, I should have it. So I gotta order some more stuff too tonight, actually. Well then well, I'll just send that right on over. Uh, Nick looked awesome, man. Fish look great. Uh, we'll see you next week on Cook with Nick. Alex, man, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you. Uh, good, good to chat with you. Uh, Jackie, uh, hopefully we'll see you again. But thanks for the, the time that you were able to hop on. Thanks for having me. Cheers, community. Yeah, you're welcome. Community. All right, guys. Community. Have a great hey, everyone, night. Thank we'll you. see you all next week. Thanks. Good night, guys. There's the community. Take care, guys. See y'all. Thanks, guys. Thank you. much for listening to that episode and if you got any value out of it hey go share it go let people know what you heard on the pints of polishing podcast and listen if you want to leave us a review we would love that you know five star one star hey whatever you think we deserve if you would leave us a review greatly appreciate that and thank you so much for being a part of community Thank mm-hmm. you.